Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Grunge Bible Podcast. Episode 32 is coming to you today. My name is Chris Salona, and I am joined by Ethan Shalloway, as usual. Ethan, what's going on? It's check-in time, finally. The weekly check-in has arrived. Um, I'm, I'm happy for it. You know, I was just thinking... Uh, you think we'll ever get to a point like why do we even say the, the episode number when we introduce the podcast? I don't know. People podcast? see it when they click on it, but yeah, people see it. Do do, do other podcasts say what number they're on? Is that yeah, just for I, us? I, I listen to some podcasts that do. It, it's super redundant, but I feel like it's it's one of those things that you see everybody else doing, so you assume yeah. you have to do it without ever thinking about if it's necessary or not. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess it's like a little boost. But like, yeah, all right, yeah. thirty-two. We're, we're, yeah, still makes rolling. me feel good. Yeah, I guess we're we're in too deep now to change. Because God yeah, forbid you ever change anything, right? Yeah, we'll definitely go to a year, uh, fifty-two weeks. But yeah. anyway, I'm I'm doing okay, Chris. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's Monday, which is a you know a great opportunity to have a great week. Um, just getting over some some difficulties with my eyes, as you know, they're sewn shut. Yeah, man. Um, but other than that, um, I had a pretty good weekend of uh, watching sports and hanging low. Um, how are you doing today on this Monday? Pretty good. So I'll tell you, um, last night was the first night in probably two to three weeks that I actually got an adequate amount of sleep. Mm. Uh, and I feel yeah. immaculate today. Um, it's I did great. The same. It's, it's really nice. Like I, I think I got about seven, seven hours, which for me is, you know, I'm in, I'm in the positive then, you know, cause usually yeah. I linger around six or five and a half when it, cause I'm not taking care of myself, but no, it was good. It was, it was a good bookend to, to the weekend. I, uh, spent some time with friends. Uh, I went on a date and uh, I uh, watched a lot of football. So things are, um, things, things aren't too bad. So we're hanging in there and nice. yeah, we're recording this on Monday. The episode will come out at the end of the week. So what could be yeah, better man. than that? Nice. You went on a date. That's awesome. I did. Yeah. That was uh yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to discuss that one <laughs> off the air. <laughs> we're on That's the air maybe we could, we could get a group a group decision maybe some group think going on yeah so i bet i bet you that everybody's really interested in that stuff yeah that listens. that's super riveting content and it has a lot to do with grunge rock that's great well what do we have on the docket for today for this There's 30 no second appeal episode. on the docket today um no actually um it's been a little while since we've done this so we opened up the forum today uh, for a little question and answer session. So uh, this morning we solicited the fine folks of Instagram for all of their burning questions about Grunge Bible and the relative and adjacent entities. So we're going to go through some questions today. That's awesome. That is going to be fun. I love when we take. The, I love when we field questions from the people. Um, what was it? What's the temperature for you right now at in the uh, in the Rhode Island area. Ooh, my, uh, my temperature just off. got pretty cool. I wanted yeah, to bring that up. I said, off. I think this weekend was the first weekend I felt fall in full force, which yeah. I, I just think is worth noting. Yeah, I'd say the same for me. Last night, I actually got down into the 40s for the first time. So I think right now it's maybe maybe hovering around 60. But I mean, all the leaves look real nice. And it was nice yesterday. I was, I was in the car, you know, around like maybe like seven in the morning when the sun's really starting to rise above the horizon and it just hits all the trees and everything. And I mean, you you know, oh, yeah. you grew up in Pennsylvania, you know, when the tree, when the you know the lights, are, you know, when the um, the sun's reflecting off the leaves. So that was super yeah. nice. I'm not looking forward to the you know the impending winter. I'm not a winter guy, so yeah, hold on to yeah. the fall. <clears throat> yeah, the speaking of since I've lived in Alabama, the there's a lot of pine trees, and then the the summer lasts so long into the fall that 
all of a sudden all the good leaves they don't really change colors they just fall off so i don't really get the you don't get the foliage the that the northeast does that really hangs on especially closer to you like so it kind of stinks that i feel like the trees just all of a sudden get bare and then the pine the pines are still around but yeah either way the weather is hopefully going to be great for the next couple weeks before it gets too cold yeah absolutely i mean there's nothing we can do about the passage of time it'll it'll keep on rolling so we'll just enjoy it while we're here but um with this q a as usual this q a is brought to you by some very special people um as as everybody knows well now um this podcast is brought to you by our top level patreon supporters and that club as usual is consisting of these fine individuals and they are Shannon Gorgone, Sonny Mashburn, Victor Schaefer, Jade Mercado, Alexis Shannon, Release, Sue, Kayla Jean, Laura Nyrene, Marianne, and Jamie Lynn. So once again, we are grateful to be in your virtual presence, in your ears, on the go, on your screens, uh, wherever it is. So we are indebted to you as usual. <clears throat> yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, as always. <laughs> love 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 taking time to thank the uh supporters uh you guys mean a lot to us and we'll, i'm sure we'll come back to that later we can speak a little bit more on it but let's get to uh let's get to some questions chris i'm kind of dying to answer some uh some random questions from the people i don't know well, why we've got it some just, good ones just, to get going so yeah, um i'm hoping that nickelback will be involved i'm hoping that creed will be involved it always but, yeah. makes an appearance <laughs> here and there but we're gonna lead off with something that is um I think fundamentally very important. And I think you can glean a lot about someone's personality uh, based off of this decision. So uh, we got a question saying, wanting to know whether Grunge Bible believes in cereal before milk or do you put the milk in and then the cereal? And there is a correct answer for this, in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and zag on this one and act like I'm, you can't. No, you can't I, yeah, be a I'm contrarian not, for this. <laughs> I'm not going to act like I've actually done it. So, if you, I put my cereal in the bowl like everybody else, and I pour the milk over top, and there's no other way to do it. Otherwise, you're probably going to waste milk. Exactly, and and additionally too, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. And then on the off chance, you know, you you follow that process through, and then you finish your cereal, and then you're like, kind of want some more cereal, so you just you just Have put milk. some cereal on top. It's not the yeah. same. It it tastes fundamentally different. That's true. I guess at the end, at the end, <laughs> you do when you finish your first bowl. If you want more, you want you're more. Put, it's just not the put, same. The equilibrium is all off. But I didn't realize that you do put your cereal into the milk at the end if you're going. That for is bowl the only two. circumstance uh, in which that is an acceptable thing to do. Wow. I but I but I, I feel like I just caught myself. I said I'd never have done that, but I've clearly done it. The second but you, you definitely you get a pass on that type of thing I, though, because it's a uh, it's I don't situation know, based. I don't or, know. Or Chris, you, or you I, think I maybe like, you have to you have to finish drinking the milk and then start from a clean slate, or just get a new bowl? Like is that bowl is that bowl finished when when you know when the cereal's gone? I, dude, I don't know. I feel like a liar. I don't know what to believe anymore. I'm, it's I'm been a while pickle. since I've had seconds for cereal, <laughs> so I don't really know. When's the best time to eat cereal, Chris? Um, lately, I've been on a cereal at night kick. Like I'll eat Mid my dinner midnight. at like six thirty, and yes. I'll be like, I usually I'm trying to I've been trying to go to bed at like ten thirty, eleven, like nine forty five. I'll roll around. And I'm like I'm watching something on TV or like I'm working for the page late, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have some cereal. And midnight you know, you, you cereal can delete is... a, you can delete a box in two days if you're not careful though. <laughs> Midnight cereal is the best. I I think it's that always there too. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna what not you, have cereal in the house. 
What do you what do you eat? What's your cereal of choice? Oh, so lately, I well, I mean, for the past couple of years, uh, Kashi has this like chocolate cereal. They have a chocolate and a peanut butter one, um, which I usually alternate back and forth. Um, sometimes I will uh, I'll just put it in the cup and pretend that it's granola, um, mm-hmm. and and do it that way. But I, it's been a long time since I've actually purchased a uh, like a junk cereal for myself. But uh, back in the yeah. day, like Reese's Puffs, Oreo O's, Cookie Crisp. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that's a classic, you know. Yeah, I'm a big Cheerio guy, like plain Cheerios, not even like Honey Nut. I don't really like them. I'm just like a plain Cheerio guy. Smart Start's good. So, yeah. Cocoa Puffs, though, are so good. Here's here's an offshoot, and, uh, you know, we're going to get deep, (laughs) apparently deep into the cereal, but if each of the big four grunge bands were a cereal... Mm. We we need I we love, need to figure this out. Which which cereal I love bringing would they these be? in? Yeah, yeah, I love bringing these in. All right, so Pearl Jam. Let's see, Pearl Jam's pretty a little lighter, a little consistent. Pearl Jam. <clears throat> I don't know. That could be Honey Nut Cheerios. I, I was to gonna me. say Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> you know, they're like always it's not, there. It's not quite. It's not quite regular Cheerios. Like they have their thing, and it's Honey Nut. Yeah, and they're always they're an institution too. I mean, they're recognizable. They've been there forever. You can find them in every supermarket. You know. Yeah. I think I think Pearl Jam are Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay, where's Soundgarden lie? Oh, that's tough. Lucky Charms, dude. Maybe. <laughs> maybe honestly, that, <laughs> that might that might not. That's that's not that's not bad. Uh, it could be could be Lucky Charms. Maybe um, maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I don't know. Yeah, maybe Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm trying to think if there's like something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, um, Nirvana. Well, it depends on who you're asking, I guess. You know, I <laughs> yeah, mean, there's well, <laughs> probably some people out there who thinks Nirvana is like Chex Mix or sort of rice Chex, whatever, whatever. Raisin it's called. Bran. Raisin Bran. All Bran. <laughs> Damn. Um, all right, and then Alice in Chains. Could we could we throw something in there? Maybe. Uh, Oh man, I'm having. Is there like a cereal a, where like there are multiple components of it that don't really make sense, but when you put them together, it's great? Because I mean, that's what I think about with like Jerry and Lane and their voices together. So, but like maybe maybe it's a mixture. You know, if maybe you wanted to. Oh yeah, when people when people it's split like, cereals, like, I've like done Reese's that. Puffs and Cocoa Puffs together or something like that. I don't know. <clears throat> I've definitely done like uh, like wheat um, Wheaties plus like you know any other soup. Really, yeah. I usually put Cheerios or something or a Wheaties plus like chocolate or Cocoa Puffs. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's a combination, but I don't know. It's kind of tough. I, I've, it's kind of tough to attach cereals to grunge bands, but yeah, we, that's we a tried. difficult exercise. Um, we're going to get back to the cereal in a second, but here's a really good question. I know um, we both have a lot of experience in this realm, uh, you know, running, making these types of decisions, and it's something that we're passionate about. But, um, question that we got. Um, what is the best song to use to get a party going? Ooh, like to get to get a party, as in like a gathering of, of like friends. And any party, any party, and that's the thing because you could go in a lot of different directions for what the tempo you want, you know, yes. for the night to be. Yeah, this is a this is a. There's a few that come to mind. Uh, the boys are back by Thin Lizzy is really good. That's that's what I was gonna say. You know, I mean that that one hardly ever misses. Um, I feel like you know it's kind of lame, but people really like singing "Don't Stop Believing." I would, I wouldn't put, I, I wouldn't <laughs> I, really put I that on. I fucking hate that song. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody ha- everybody does. Uh, Mr. Brightside by the Killers, yep. a certain group of people. But if all you're the talking small about things me, by Blink One Eighty Two could be mm-hmm. in there too. 
if you're talking about getting a party going with me and Chris and a few of our closest friends, <laughs> there's only one genre that can be uh, that can be played that'll really get the sing along going. Absolutely. And and those are the sea shanties. <laughs> the sea shanties set sail with us, man. And you know, I kind of feel, I feel a little jaded because we've we were doing the sea shanties long ago. And do you remember what was it last year? There was there was like a like a thing on Instagram where sea shanties gained quite a bit of popularity. Yeah, but like I feel like that was completely stolen from us. You know, I, yeah, I felt I, a little offended um, when that happened because we've been we've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's been like, you know seven years since we we did yeah. it in well and the best the thing is the, the, the sheet yeah it was uh it, there was a song called mary mac by hair of the dog and then there was an assassin's creed song called randy dandio <laughs> that we used to we used to get fired <laughs> up to of, at the beginning and of, of course the night. leave her johnny at and the leave end of her the johnny night. that's always got to be the last song you know randy that, that comes dandy on. was great but, yeah, yeah sea yeah. shanty was i mean those are yeah and, and another one too a dark horse in my but opinion have you go ahead would be uh, going up the country by canned heat. That that, that that could get things moving a little bit. <laughs> that is amazing. I, that's a good one. I, I will admit, though, I've played some sea shanties at the wrong party and been totally like looked at. You've been mystified. Yeah, they just don't I, get I, it. They looked at me and they were like, please change this. And I'm like singing along and trying to get everybody to sing. I'm like, it's really easy. It's really easy. It's only like 10 words. But Absolutely. Um, so we have another <laughs> one here. Um, who is your favorite non-grunge musician? Hmm. Favorite, favorite's a tough word um, to kind of come by. Let's see. Yeah, because I, I don't necessarily know that I would have one. Yeah, I I would say that someone that we listen to often when I don't know what to listen to. I just I listen to Kurt Vile a lot. I think that he's a great songwriter, um, and he does some really good stuff with people that I also like to listen to. So yeah, I'll just I'll throw out Kurt Vile for this one. For today. Yeah. yeah, it's always such a difficult decision, um, you know, non-grunge. But I lately, uh, for some reason, I've I've never been a, a big Rolling Stones guy, but I've been listening to the Stones quite a bit. Um, I was uh, I was driving and I listened to um, uh, Sticky Fingers front to back uh, yesterday as well as uh, Exile on Main Street. So I guess, I mean, something that I'm into right now, but I, I would certainly never consider the Rolling Stones to be my favorite. Um, yeah, I did not know. see that coming. No, it, it's so weird because like with a band like the Stones, they're so like everybody knows who they are that like when I think about them, I don't think that they have like a cult type following, but there's definitely people who get into the Stones the way that other people get into like the Grateful Dead, for example. I just had someone message me and say that the stones are playing in nashville and he invited me to come up and watch really yeah and i was really thrown off and i was like i never expected this this text and i was like are you sure and he's like well i just wanted to see it (laughs) it's like i thought it'd be funny to see some old guys you know playing off of some leftover cocaine in their necks (laughs) it's so funny because um they're they're on their big U.S. tour right now, and I know I know some people that saw them in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago. But a couple of weeks back, I was uh, visiting my brother in North Carolina, and I flew in the night that the Stones were playing in Charlotte, and um, or maybe the night before. But I was there. I, I didn't end up going to the show because we had other things to do, and I, I just really 
I don't have that big of an itch to see the stones live. I get, I feel like I missed the boat on that. But the funny story was, I guess the night before the show, Mick Jagger was like going out to a couple of different bars in Charlotte and nobody noticed him. And then he posted on his Twitter, he was like out and about in Charlotte and it was a picture of him in front of this bar and nobody, nobody recognized him at the bar apparently. And then there was some, some music reporter from one of, you know, one of the stereotypical music, you know, reporting outlets did like a, like an investigative report into it. And like they interviewed people who were there and they're like, yeah, I had no idea it was him. Like I didn't recognize him <laughs> or I didn't, didn't notice it. And um, that's, amazing. That's, like, that's like another question. If you saw, if you saw a musician or a public figure or somebody that you really admired out and they were just kind of minding their own business, would you go up to them or would you try to talk to them? Would you ask for a picture autograph? Like what, what type of tempo would you take to that interaction? Mm-hmm. I think that really depends on who it is and who I would they, agree. how they mean to me. If I saw Mick Jagger, I, I would let him go. <laughs> I, would, I, I would let him go on his. You saw Les Claypool, though. Yeah. If I saw. Or Maynard or. Yeah, it would be, it'd totally like be that. different. Yeah, I think that, I mean, I would definitely survey the situation. I've uh, I've been in situations where I've seen pretty like high caliber people and I haven't said anything because yeah. they're just. I don't. I mean, there's just no reason for me to totally you know, to go over there and stuff. So, um, I don't know. It, it really depends on the person. I think that I would, I would, I would really, I would always side on, or yeah, so go on the side of caution and probably like just say like, "Hey, I'm a really big fan. Like, keep doing what you're doing. Maybe get a fist pump or something like that." But I think there's a story. I think I read something about like someone ran into Dave Grohl in the like. Um, in uh the in in new york and at the um, what's the big what's the big park in new york central park <laughs> yeah central park i was like i almost i was like it's like the most generic name uh, for a park ever <laughs> they ran in oh no it was it was um yeah it was my friend connor uh connor's dad uh doug endy who's seen a bunch of stuff and he like he was with his daughter and like he saw Dave Grohl with his family and he was like, uh, like he's, we've seen him like four times and he went up and he was just like, he like gave him a fist pump and he was just like, like enjoy the time with your family or something like that. Yeah. And it was like super low. He's like, he's like, that's all I did. And it was awesome. I think I would probably, I'd want to, you know, shoot for that approach for sure. Yeah. I definitely, you know, I would definitely agree with that. And I think there's some people that if I were to see them and it was the correct social situation, I would, I think I would ask for a picture, but like, you know, like the token, you see someone eating out and you, you don't go up to someone's table and, and talk to them. You know, you don't No. if somebody's, if somebody's like in a secluded area or in a position where you wouldn't want someone to come up to you, it's like, you don't, you don't go up to them, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't see someone from across the room and like start snapping pictures that they can like, if you know, you, you just don't do that. But I would definitely agree like the same thing. You know, if I were to see somebody and wanted to approach them, I would just be like, Hey, like, thanks, you know? Yeah. Hope you're having a good day or, or so, something along those lines, just because I, I don't know, it, it, it would probably become pretty cumbersome to be, you know, enveloped with, you know, a life story about how impactful they've been. And I'm sure, I'm sure they appreciate it, but you know, it takes time and it's, it's, it could be a heavy thing and, you know, maybe they're just trying to have a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I keep it pretty, pretty low, but yeah, good question. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's interesting. Um, and then another one that we have um, is uh, we were asked to rate the Pearl Jam drummers through the years. So 
I guess if we start with Dave Cruz and Dave Abrazis, um, Jack Irons and Matt Cameron. Um, All right. Well, <clears throat> we we know we, we know Grunge Bible's official stance on this. Yeah, they're all they're all great. <laughs> they're all fantastic, and they're all fantastic. It's hard to pick. Yes, but, but if we but, had to, it depends. It depends if you what what's best for the band, or if you want what's best for the crowd. I I'm partial to. I like Abruzzese's style of drumming a lot. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I don't think that's a secret between. No, I don't think I don't think it's a secret for for really any Pearl Jam fan. I will say, you know, my favorite live era of Pearl Jam is '93 and '94, the Versus tour. Um, mm. So that that pretty much answers it for me. It's it's definitely got to be Dave. But I mean, he he was only in the band for you know he only performed two albums worth of material, and they've got nine more albums. So. You know, yeah. I, I think I think I always tend to forget that Jack Irons was in Pearl Jam. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, like, I I do think people slander Matt Cameron, and it's one of those things where they want to recognize the talent that Abruzzese has, so they but they can't help themselves from you know digging at Matt for that. But I mean, fuck, man, you watch Matt Cameron drumming with with Soundgarden. Like people are like, oh, he doesn't know how to drum hard. Like, have you ever heard him play with Soundgarden? Right, right. You know, he doesn't he doesn't fit into. And I also think like. If Pearl Jam were conducting themselves on stage and playing the same way now that they played when they were in their late twenties, it would kind of feel a little weird. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I just I, I don't know, I, I don't know. It's you know, I mean, they're in their they're in their mid fifties now. What if what if like what if it was switched and like Matt Cameron started with them and then like Dave Abrazis was still playing? Like, how do you think that he would fit in with everybody? That'd like, be interesting playing, because I mean like, they, they did they did remove Dave from the band because they had a lot of disagreements with him. Yeah. Um. So you know I think I, I think guess that it's hard would to say that it would the biggest work. obstacle. You know. Um. Here's another but, grunge related one that we have: Who shreds the hardest out of the grunge guitarists? For shredding, it's, probably it's so, Kim. It's yeah. It's hard because I think shreds. shred can mean a lot of things, but it's it's got to be Kim Thiel in my yeah, if opinion. We're about, yeah. If we're talking about shreds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, probably Kim. But who are some of the? I mean, we we. There's no secret that we love Jerry's guitar work. Yeah, but like, I like think of I think of Jerry things. for his riffs, you know, and, yeah. and I think of Kim because he can shred, and I what think of Kurt? Mark because of his licks. What and, about what about Kurt shredding? <laughs> Kurt, <laughs> Kurt was Kurt was shredding on the guitar with all with his solos. <laughs> oh man, no, I, I but and that's, that's no, another. that's a good way to put it though. Shreds, licks, and and riffs. Yeah, <laughs> and then power chords. Yeah, and then power for, chords for Kurt. That's basically yeah, I, what it I mean, comes down to. So I think that they're all very, um, obviously they're all awesome. And they they all really, have their really place. Good. But I've you know we've and, talked and, about McCready's work on stage. We've really yeah. like I I would I would really love to see the other guys on stage. Obviously, yeah. I think Jerry Jerry has some just some unbelievable like uh, I don't know. It just comes so easy. He's just so smooth in the way that he plays, which I love. Yeah. They all are, obviously, but Jerry's Jerry's got a real a real good touch to it. Yeah, he certainly does. The interesting thing about this Q and A is we have an overwhelming number of questions that are related to food. Um, so another one that we have is, uh, uh, what is our favorite candy? Are are you are you a candy guy? I'm not, <clears throat> in the sense. I mean, I of course I I will eat candy, but I always say that I don't have someone. Someone pulled my sweet tooth and added a like a a fatty, salty tooth. So like, if you give me a choice of like, you know, Reese's Pieces or like French fries, I'm gonna go French fries every time. Like I love, I love like 
yeah, greasy, fatty before, like if I'm going to eat unhealthy. Um, so, but as far as candy, I really do like chocolate peanut butter stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like chocolate mint stuff. Yeah. And then uh, I, I do like, I mean, ice cream is not really candy, but those are the ones that I usually will splurge on. Actually, it's yeah. a whole different realm. I was thinking about desserts. I was thinking about like pies and stuff, but oh yeah, I mean, so it's yeah, a it's, class all its own. Yeah. I mean, can't, yeah. I don't really get into, get into the traditional candies all that much, I guess. How about you? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of the opposite where I guess they may have removed yours and put it, you know, into my mouth because uh, for some reason, like as soon as I, I don't know, turned 20 or like was in college, I like, I love candy. So like, I can't buy it for myself since it goes away. Um, I would say if I had a favorite, it's gotta be chocolate covered pretzels or mm. cho- milk chocolate or dark chocolate. I don't, I don't fuck with the white chocolate covered pretzels or the yogurt covered ones. Yeah. That doesn't do it for I, me. So but, you uh, think that, so is like, is that candy? Cho- is cho- would I you, mean, chocolate covered pretzels? I mean, I, I think so. It's like a candy snack. I yeah. mean, pie is not, but like, where, 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 where's the line though, you know? Yeah, I guess there's hard candy. Like, I always just think about, like, when I think of candy, I think of like, you know, Jolly Ranchers or like yeah. nerds and that, like, harder uh-huh. candy. But I guess, yeah. I mean, like sweet and not chocolatey. But like Snickers, that's, I mean, that's candy. That's it just candy. seems like it's yeah. just chocolate in yeah. a way, but uh, is what it is. So, this next question kind of ties into this. Um, <laughs> what, what would Chris Cornell's go to gas station snack be? <laughs> I think it would have to be something like uh like hot fries or something or Takis or maybe maybe he was like a Funyuns guy. I don't know. I just picture some sort of bag of something. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so too. Cuz I don't um, think he would be a sunflower seeds guy though. No. I don't I don't I I don't like sunflower seeds guys. No, you don't. No, I, I I can never get into it. I just think it's unnecessary. Like if you're if you're if you're going to do that like just just <laughs> just chew tobacco instead. <laughs> I could definitely see Chris walking out with a big bag and just like throwing his hand in there and grabbing something. I feel like I feel like Jerry every time he goes to the gas station he gets a cup of coffee, like a black cup. Like on the tour, they just gets black coffee. Like Jerry, you want anything? It's like just coffee for me. Yeah, just Thanks. coffee. What about yeah. um? What about Eddie? What do you think he gets? He might be. <laughs> well, I think Eddie yeah, still smokes sun- cigarettes, so it's probably like a coffee and a cigarette. Um, I was gonna say he's probably a sunflower guy. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him being like a little like like a breakfast pastry type type scenario going on. Who is Maybe. who is the biggest sweet tooth out of all those guys? Oh man, it's gonna be who someone random like Stone like, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was to say Stone got some, like, Sean another, another honey bun. Alice. I don't know. <laughs> another <laughs> yeah, honey bun, dude. <laughs> get the big honey bun coming out. <laughs> oh man, That's yeah. Good. So who, this who next one, pizza? so we have an episode dedicated to this, but. uh that episode was, you know, six months ago at this point. So maybe our feelings have changed, but, um, and it's also always good, you know, just to kind of remind people or just provide an, an update or another explanation. But, um, someone wants to know how do we decide to come up with an Instagram page all about music? Well, when we were first getting into the music, we were talking to each other and we, we literally had a lot of great conversations and we thought, that it would be fun to share them with people. And I think that's how we were just like, we wanted a platform to share our conversations and what we thought, just like most people do nowadays. They want somewhere to kind of express themselves. And somehow we ended up with an Instagram page. That was before, I mean, that was right when I was like, right when Instagram was budding. So we just, I don't know, we just made an Instagram. Wouldn't you, would you agree? It's pretty much it. We just wanted yeah, a place to it, share. Yeah, it, there's not really like an elaborate story, really. We definitely in- didn't have any like, goals in, no there were there were no goals i remember we were like holy shit could you imagine if we if we ended up getting 
a thousand followers or something. And, you know, I, I certainly never thought that we would, I would still be doing it. Like I'm 25 now. I started when we were 20 or yeah, I was 20 oh. when we started it. And, yeah. uh, you know, I didn't think we'd be doing a podcast, but it's interesting because as time has gone on, in my opinion, it has become progressively less and less about the music and, and more just about like ideas and like the emotions related to that music. And I know, you know, we're working on a couple of things to maybe talk about that further, but it is interesting how like music can be a window into a lot of those things. And, and for me, like I, my brain, like I love those like philosophical type things that you got to think about a lot and, and music in a lot of ways is, is great at, you know, bringing forth those questions and making you think in different ways. So I think that's what always keeps me coming back. It's not necessarily like, oh, you know, listen to this Mike McCready solo or something, or like, this is my favorite concert. It's just about like the emotions that the music evokes. So I think like, for me, that's why the pages add longevity is because it allows me to continue to explore those ideas and to continue to think about them in different ways. Yeah, and it gives you kind of a, so what I'm looking for, like a, a rebound, like, yeah, people, you know, to talk with all the time and have like a, yeah, a conversation about it more often than not. Um, yeah. It's a good answer. Yeah. It's interesting, it's good, you know, to think about, but I mean, the origin story is never, you know, it's, that's never going to change. Obviously I would, I wish we had something more elaborate, you know, where like, do someone, you? <laughs> you know what? No, I don't think I do actually. I, I, I love the. I, Nothing I is like, ever as extravagant as people want it to be. Yeah, I, I'd I I like our. I definitely like the. It's just like Kurt was thrown into fame. I, I like our story. Like I like the idea of. I like that beginnings. we weren't trying to. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be different if we were like we had this plan to be, to really to really make it big, and you know that would be awesome too. That would be a big success. But um, I I like the other way around because I just feel. I just, it just feels a lot more authentic um, in a lot of ways. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So this podcast is going to be released on October 22nd, uh, which uh, is just a short time before Halloween. So we had another question uh, Mm -hmm. wanting to know if we're already planning Halloween posts and I'll answer for myself right away. And that's fuck no, because I hate (laughs) Halloween. I think it's a stupid holiday and that's right. If if it were up to me, I wouldn't even recognize it. That's right. I forgot you hate Halloween. Do you, do you well, like the, Halloween? Well, the question is, the, the, um, do I like Halloween? I mean, I, I, I do in the sense that like, I like the idea of like scary stuff, but like, I never watch the movie, the scary movies that I want to, or I never do much Halloween stuff. So like, nah, it doesn't, I mean, it just kind of is a, not really, not, I don't it's really irrelevant. do much with it. Yeah. It's definitely irrelevant, but I don't know. I, I've, I've always appreciated horror films, but no one, I never watch them. So like, I guess I'm a yeah. poser, but, um, but gonna say, oh yeah. So w- what is even the Halloween post? What could we plan? Like, that's, what would that, you, there's no, there's anybody, no Halloween songs. What is it? It's just monster mash. And that's a shitty song. Um, I don't know what else there would be. I wonder if we were to plan Halloween, there's thing, no I don't subject even know matter. I don't even know what, the, I don't even know. <laughs> there's what nothing the, we can do with that. So I exactly. guess to answer your question, no, we haven't already planned our Halloween post because there's nothing to plan. And secondly, we're not going to have any Halloween posts because there's nothing to post in relation to Halloween. 
I'll post. Oh, well, actually, the I, only one thing that I would post is periodically over the years, we've gotten DMs of people's Halloween costumes that are grunge related. Like this one time, these two dudes in college dressed up as Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell from like the Temple of the Dog era. Yeah, and I need to find that picture again because it was fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, but that's that's just about the only thing. Maybe maybe we'll do that. We're like, hey, if you submit your Halloween costume, we'll share it. But like there's yeah. nothing else to do. I got it. I'll, I'll post a pumpkin and say happy Halloween. Yeah. You guys want me to? Yeah, <laughs> if you so guys I guess, want me yeah. to, we'll say happy <laughs> Halloween, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that'll make you happy. Then I guess I guess we'll do that. Um, and then you know, yeah, it's a good just, question though. There's nothing to it, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's just one of those holidays. It's like, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like asking much. if we're gonna do something for Groundhog Day, <laughs> which there's more to do for that at least. <laughs> I would. It's think. a whole movie. Yeah, I guess there's a bunch <laughs> of movies about Halloween, but that's funny. Yeah, just. It just, you know, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, These we have another question. These are yeah. good. So we have another one, and I think you'll have more to contribute to this than I, I do. But um, right, fingers uh, crossed. Someone wants, to, someone wants to know our thoughts on the band Weezer. Oh man, Weezer. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one, and uh, I get an in- not an interesting take, but um, yeah, I've all, I've loved them through high school. I love listening to them. I thought they were very like they had that nerdy punk rock, which was great. Really fun to grow up with and play. And then I finally, I saw them about two years ago. I caught their end of their set here in Alabama. And let me tell you, Chris, uh, they've mailed it in. (laughs) (laughs) I think like their first few albums, they're just one of those bands. I mean, they, I mean, actually our producer drew, so let me, let me go back a little bit. I I still really do like them and some of their new stuff is good, but it's just one of those bands. I have a hard time comparing their new stuff and their new, the new performances and all that to their old stuff. And and when we were in high school and, and uh, you know, say it ain't so the sweater song like those stuff was really iconic for when i was um, learning to play music um actually our our producer drew mcfadden he has a um he has a credit on their shoot what song is it the um on their off of the van weezer album off off the van weezer album yeah i can't remember how many songs he worked but it was a few of them so and he has a nice anecdote that i think we shared on one of the early episodes so he's worked with them which is pretty awesome um, but I remember seeing them and just being, they had to play the hits and you could tell that they were, uh, you know, they were, On they were autopilot. told, someone told them that they had to play uh, certain songs. So, <laughs> well, here's the uh, thing. And, but they're like, great. They are great for me. I've always, I've always loved Weezer. Yeah. So, so I, I've never, <laughs> I don't think I've ever intentionally listened to Weezer, um, but I remember you sent me a video, I think, of the of the show that you sent, and I think it was a video of them playing "Say It Ain't So," or maybe it was it was one from that tour. But like, let me tell you, man, it is a privilege to be to have the ability to mail it in because you got something to mail. You know, most of us don't have anything that we could just mail in and be like, whatever, you know. But I mean, these guys, <laughs> I don't. How many? When when do you think that song was last inspiring or enjoyable to play for them? I think it came out in what ninety four, ninety five, and. Yeah, I mean, that's almost 30 years years later. Yeah. Yeah, almost 30 years of the song. I I don't know. I don't know how. I've always wondered how, like, songs age people and how they have to play it. But, and like, in a way, like, I don't subscribe to the concept of, you know, how a lot of people are dismissive of musicians or live performers or, or athletes or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, like, you know, this is, they get to, they, they get paid so much money to do this. Like, it must be so easy. But like, just grappling with the expectations. So for example, if like, if, if Joe Smith from, you know, Fayetteville, Arkansas goes to a Weezer show, whatever, and that's his first time he loves Weezer, he's going to hear, 
you know, he's been waiting his whole life to hear Say It Ain't So Live. But like for Weezer, it's like the 432nd time they've played it live, you know? So it's just like the mm-hmm. the difference in expectations and just like to be able to try and present it in such a way that someone who's been waiting that long for it is still going to get some enjoyment out of it. It's like the same thing of, um, you know, uh, something that comes to mind is like if somebody has always wanted to see LeBron James play, for example, but like they pick a game against Memphis in the middle of February or something. And it's just like, it's it's game like 55 of the, you know? So it's just like, it's always interesting for me because like for somebody out there in that crowd, whatever it is, like that is what they've been waiting for, for a long time. But to the person up there, the person on the field of competition, it's just, you know, they've done it hundreds or thousands of times. So it's always, it's always interesting. I don't necessarily know that it's fair to criticize people for, you know, for something like that, because for example, I don't know if somebody were to come and watch me work every day, <laughs> if I had a work fan and they wanted to come in and be like, I've, I've wanted to watch you, but like, what if, what if I want to mail it in that day? You know, I mean, like, I think we all do. So from time to time, but I don't know. It's, it's always something that's been interesting for me to think about. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, uh, I will say, I think Weezer has, uh, they do have an incredible sense of humor that I think they've brought to everything. Cause, um, yeah. Do you remember when they when they released Van Weezer, they posted about uh, a fan mail that kind of yes. got pissed off and they were like, Van Weezer, what a terrible name. You might as well just call it Jared. That would have been at least a little <laughs> bit funny. And so they were like, all right, guys, like, and how? Like we're gonna read, we're gonna retitle the album Jared for this guy, and it, and it was pretty funny. They did the whole little thing, um, and I, I mean, it made me, it made me laugh. So, yeah, Weezer's, I mean, Weezer's, Weezer's great. You just gotta think the '90s version of Weezer and early 2000 was was just prime. Yeah, and, the, um, the gold rush is over. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's why I, I know, I know what I was gonna say. Um, I guess this is where the jam bands were onto something. When they when they decided to make a million songs and not really give themselves give the people a chance to demand songs, they actually right. want quite the opposite. They want to hear songs they've never heard before, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have the liberty to play whatever they want. And people find it to be, and they only play three or four songs a show. So you know that twelve song <laughs> album lasts three nights. <laughs> like those guys. I still think that and it's great because they don't have to remember anything because it's all jam oriented. You yeah. don't know you don't know where your fingers are going to go on that fretboard next. Exactly, I'm I'm convinced that the the jam band movement was genius for for live shows. That's why they play so much because thank you, Bob not, Weir. <laughs> that's why they play so much because they're not burnt out on touring because they just do whatever they want and they play whatever song they want. So and the people love it. I'll say it, dude. Those guys are brilliant. Those guys are smart. Yeah. And that's why they're, that's why Bob Weir is still, still playing. Yeah. Like, like the, nobody asks Bob Weir to play like teen spirit every night, for example. <laughs> and, you know, judges the entirety of this performance on, you know, someone's performance of, of one singular song. It's like, uh, that's, that's just like a consequence of fame, you know, and, and it's interesting to think about, but um, you know, if you can break out of that, you know, like Pearl Jam at this point, like they've broken out of that because they've recorded for so long that yeah. I think people do, you know, people do kind of, um, you know, want to expect different things and, and, and want to hear different things. And that's got to be liberating as a performer and as a musician, you know, just to be able to, you know, feel validated to explore different areas. Um, this will lead into our second to last question. So we're going to get back to the serial thing, but the second to last one is, um, this is actually a really good question. So, uh, someone asked if Pearl Jam did an MTV unplugged today, which songs would you like to hear performed? Because obviously at the time it was only 10. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one that that's I, I definitely have to think about, but it's oddly enough, one that I would love to hear was from 10 and it would have been release. I just think that would yeah. have been pretty cool. Yeah. Release would have been, would have been really, really good. Um, hmm. Yeah. Where, where, where would you start? I mean, I honestly, I mean, it's, it's funny, but I, I mean, I didn't see any of those songs live, but I guess, are, are we assuming that we don't have the footage of this, the I mean, the last one, or if we, I think it's a, if they got another shot, like out of out of all of the you know discography since then, is there something that you know we would like to hear? Mm. Yeah, where where do you where do you sit on this? I'll let you go first. You know, I, I definitely first of all that set was incredible, and I think right. you know I think that only happens in a time and space that it existed in. Then I don't think it would be as special today. I don't think the emotion would be there just because th- things are different now, but. Um, you know, release would definitely be on there. And I'm trying to think maybe, you know, something off of yield, maybe like, um, I think given to fly would be pretty cool. Maybe unplugged a little bit. Um, I'd love to hear like a light years, um, in the original tempo. They've sped it up quite a bit since it came out, you know, earlier. Um, maybe I'd love to hear something a little bit outside of the box that you wouldn't think would lend itself to being acoustic. Um, so maybe even something like, like a dissident or, um, mm, you know, yeah. even, even Lucan or something, they have a slower version of Lucan that they've played before, but, um, you know, I, I always think it's interesting, you know, musicians abilities to recreate these really loud, expansive electric songs into something that's, you know, a little different when they bring out the acoustic guitars. And, and I think obviously these guys would be able to do it, but, um, yeah, I mean, their, their catalog is so big that it's, it's really difficult to, you know, bring forth a list of four or five off the top of my head that I'd be like, I would want to hear this. Yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Nothing Man would be really good. That would be cool. See, that would be really cool. I'm trying to think. I, I do like the Dissident. Um, that would be... Um, I just think it would be unique, you know, because there's a lot of parts yeah. to that song that don't really lend itself to... Um, you know, mm-hmm. to to an acoustic setting. I mean, the the, the whole the whole main the main lick doesn't really. You know, I struggle to kind of understand what that would sound like, but um, I don't it know. It would be really cool, though. Yeah, I, I definitely like when I like when bands take a, you know, just a classic electrical electric song, live song, and then they switch it up and make it totally acoustic, and see what they do with it because um, they know the song inside and out, so they probably could they could pull off the the dissident guitar intro. Right, exactly. In a, so in a great way where it wouldn't be, you know, yeah. they wouldn't and, and be these guys, it. I mean, they're so versatile. And I mean, they've been playing just how how many hours of their lives they've spent playing these instruments. I'm sure they could create something on the fly, you know, if, if they had to and, and just, you know, give something new life in that way, um, which would be really cool to see. Yeah, that's so, a great question. I, I like yeah, that. The alternate, good, and it would be interesting to do that with. Um, maybe you know, maybe I mean, we can make an episode of that, and we can make an alternate. Uh, we can both make our own alternate unplugged lists. Yeah, and we that could would be we cool. could we could kind of talk about the episodes, but then we could just be like, "What did we? What mm-hmm. do we want to hear?" That'd be cool. Yeah, and of course, even you know, Soundgarden obviously never had the opportunity to so play a proper unplugged, so we could yeah. we could create one, you know, from their because their catalog and their style changed so much as time went on, you know, from, from the, from yeah. the eighties until, uh, down on the upside and then King animal. So that, that would be interesting. I'd, I'd be interested to take some time and think about that. So nice. Good question. Like a good, Great a question. good exercise. Um, so as I said, um, you know, all of these questions, they are good, but they pale in comparison to the final question. So we're going to bookend the episode with serial questions. And this one, I'm not sure why this is something that our opinion has been asked about, but um, a couple of episodes ago, I think on the um, 
the anniversary of Bad Motor Finger, never mind. We did uh like uh own see and meet, which was basically like fuck Mary Kill. Um yeah. so we have been asked to do our first ever fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Great. And the yeah. <laughs> the, th- the three candidates are Tony the Tiger, the Lucky Charms <laughs> guy, and the son on the raisin brand crunch box. <laughs> Kill him. Yeah, we 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 just got uh, we're gonna kill him off kill right him, away. We're ki- I'm killing I'm killing the sun on the raisin brand box. So then it comes down to so so what do you think about do you think about it as like who do I marry first and then like the then and then like the the end result is just collateral damage or like are you are you trying to try to secure the physical physical acquisition first? Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, one one is a leprechaun that has a lot of gold, so I'm gonna have to marry that man uh, because that's a good financial decision. Yeah, finan- financially, it's gonna set me up for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then Tony the Tiger, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get together, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Tony is short for like Ant- Antoinette or something like that. And, <laughs> but yeah, so I'd, I'd probably kill the sun. Yeah, yeah. I'd I don't mar- think there's any debate that the sun's going right away. Yeah, um, I'd I'd marry the I'd marry the leprechaun for the. Wait, does he have a name? I don't think so. And then me and Tony are gonna get it on, I guess. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Wow. Well, I, I'm in fundamental agreement that uh, the sun has got to go. Um, <laughs> it, it just it just Fuck doesn't really guy. fit. In, it doesn't fit into any other scenario. I mean, you can't marry a sun, and you certainly can't do other things with the sun. I mean, you're you're not gonna be long for this world if you do that. So you know, the, the sun the sun takes an early exit, and then yeah, it's 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 tough because it's like you know. Tony the Tiger for, <laughs> and the Leprechaun, the the Lucky Charms guy. You know, I, I definitely agree with you that there, you know, there could be quite the financial windfall, and I could see a scenario where you know you take that windfall and then you just, um, you know, you you hope and pray that the the you know the Lucky Charms guy isn't long for this world, and then you're a rich yeah. widow, uh, and then you can kind of you know go about your day and, and about I mean, your business. I will say the Lucky Charms guy does seem kind of annoying, so maybe. Yeah. Maybe not someone you want to share your life with. And that, <laughs> right, that's the thing. Maybe, this maybe is what I'm talking about because then it's like, so say like you get him out of the way right away and maybe, maybe, you, maybe you steal some money in the process while he's, right. you know, while certain Sue things him. are, yeah, and exactly. And then, and then you have maybe Tony. Maybe they pay you. Maybe he pays you to do exactly. it. Exactly. And, and, and maybe, <laughs> and I just get the sense that, you know, for a, you know, household member, and, and, and a collaborator on various things. I think Tony the Tiger would be a little bit more reliable than, you know, than the Lucky Charm. <laughs> oh, Leprechaun. Leprechaun, you can't he trust. Sounds like an a- he seems like he would be an asshole. And I don't know that. You can't trust I don't think Tony would be an asshole. You can't tell. Yeah, you can't trust Leprechauns. I think that's kind of common knowledge, right? I mean. Yeah, I mean, and like, I don't have much, but like, I feel like the Leprechaun would embezzle, you know, <laughs> something would happen. You know, so I, 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 I think I would say that, you know, the sun's out right away. And I, I think I got to marry Tony. Yeah, I, then, I don't think that's you know, a bad. Unfortunately, you have to you have to fill out the end of the card with, you know, what the kids must be love done. Tony. Yeah, they do love. Yeah. So maybe be maybe like a good father figure, maybe a good uncle for, you know, the nieces and nephews around the family. And I think just somebody you might want to have around. The leprechaun would definitely run out on you too. If you tried to. Exactly. Marry, like, yeah. He's just, he's, he's, you're just a placeholder. He's moving yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah, you're he's not always, the only he's always one looking. either. Yeah, you're not why, the only well, one either. Don't they? What are they they're looking the for the can't. pot of gold. Yeah, they're yeah. not, not going to hang around. But Gosh, that might crooked. not be a bad thing. You know as what, long as you don't sign the prenup. You know what, Chris? I'm going to change my answer. I'm you're- killing him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing that bastard. I don't even want to deal with it. 
somehow I'm gonna fuck the sun, and I'm, I'm me and Tony are gonna live happily ever after. But I'm killing that damn. Wow, <laughs> that is a monumental change. <laughs> but honestly, the, it's it's one of those things. You know, when you learn about a topic or you learn about somebody, and the more you learn about them, the less you like them. <laughs> or the, like you, you have like a friend of a friend, and like you're like, oh, they're fine. But then a week later, you've seen them a couple times out in a, in a public setting. You're like. I really don't like this person. Yeah, that's I, how I feel about this. The <laughs> about the Lucky Charms guy. Yeah, oh, I just yeah. don't think it works. So yeah, that was um. Is is that the most unique question that we've answered on the podcast? Yeah, that one's a good one. Um, I mean, I wish I would have threw a different um, maybe some some a different uh, mascot instead of the sun. Just because yeah, the, just the for, sun was just kind of <laughs> is, yeah. It just didn't really make sense in a lot of ways, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Yeah, that was quality. And, and and here's the thing, like there's not really anywhere else we can go there, uh, you know, <laughs> from there. I you know, I think I don't even think we can do song of the week at this point after after that discussion, but we'll I know, we'll I was going to ask a que- I was going to ask a question, but I I mean, it's just everything's everything's all is different now. <laughs> things things are were so different then and now they're just different. So um if nevertheless, you are still yeah if you are still listening thank you um you know that's another that's a good 45 minutes of banter um hopefully it was entertaining sometimes this podcast that's what it is it's pure entertainment value so that's why we go and answer questions and, and have some fun um but chris we got some we got some exciting things on the horizon um the next couple of weeks should we should we leave a little breadcrumbs and maybe we'll reveal our potential guests later or what do you, yeah, you I, th- do? I think we reveal some, some, some breadcrumbs. So um, I guess the first breadcrumb that I'll drop from my pocket is the fact that we are uh, at this point beginning to plan uh, and we will soon be conducting our first interviews for this podcast. I know that's something that has been, uh, you know, it's been asked about, it's been inquired about for some time and it's, it's been a goal of ours for a long time, but you know, Ethan, Ethan and I, we now feel that we're kind of at the point where I think we're comfortable enough, you know, doing this thing together and we're comfortable enough with our, our voice, uh, and just the flow of this podcast and what it's about that, you know, now we can begin to work on that other area and develop Mm -hmm. our skills there and, and just have some more stories and some more insights to share from you. So, um, you know, we've got, uh, you know, I think, I think as of right now, there's, you know, there's some certain certain individuals out there from different realms, you know, obviously the, the music realm, uh, you know, the, the art and photography realm, the, uh, late night network television realm, uh, and, and certainly, you know, the, the, the artist realm that I think will all be, we'll be covering all of those bases as time moves, moves forward. And, uh, I'm definitely excited for this and, and I'm sure you guys are excited to hear, you know, an additional voice other than just Ethan's and mine. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be able to, yeah, let someone else talk for a little bit. I think that people, I know you guys love hearing us talk, but that will be a lot of fun, um, to hear other people's perspectives. And like you said, um, I think we just wanted to hold off until we felt really comfortable doing this. And we've been doing this for about six months now and, and we feel like we've really got a good stride and cause we didn't want to botch our interview. How bad would that be if somehow we secured like Jerry the first day and we're just like, so, uh, and we piss off Jerry. <laughs> yeah. We do something and then, you know he blacklists us for forever that would just be terrible so yeah, now when we, we, when we yeah so when we get jerry Cantrell on here we're gonna be ready and it yeah. all starts it's all gonna start soon it Once starts first- now so you know and, and thinking about this i i hope you know i ethan and i you know we're definitely excited about this i'm i'm excited to plan for it you know to kind of you know 
think of questions and just just to develop those relationships with people. So if you're excited about that and and you want us to continue, you know, to progress in that realm and to, you know, really, really, really expand the latitude of, of people and, and, you know, really have this become a main part of the show, um, you know, and if that's something you're looking forward to, please, you know, take a minute and, and think about, you know, supporting us in the different ways that we've said before. Obviously, the Patreon is there. Um, the merch orders are continuing to come in, and we really appreciate that. There's a lot of listeners that have reached out to us that have said, you know, I want to support this show. Here's a crew neck that I just bought. Like, you know, I know it's not much, but it'll definitely help. And, and all of those things help out a lot. And just, you know, maybe sharing the podcast or the page with a friend that you know uh, that's interested in the music and just, you know, to kind of continue to grow that audience and, um, you know, support us in those ways that, you know, that one that encourages us to continue to do this and to it, you know, obviously yeah. financially it, it's, it's, it's assistance for us to continue to do it as well. So uh, we thank everybody that has done that so far. And if you're listening and you're on the fence, you know, hopefully maybe this is the, uh, this is the week that you decide, uh, decide to hop over that fence and uh, next week yep. we'll be able to say your name. Yeah, just remember that every time you, you know, like and subscribe or write a review that helps other people find us easier. Um, and that means just as much. So help that other means people we're one sponsor. week closer to having Jerry Cantrell on the show. That's right. That is That's exactly right. And if you don't, if you remember this, Chris, when we hit was it a thousand subscribers, five hundred thousand follows, and what was the third prerequisite? I forget the third one. We'll have to go back to the first Q and A. But the uh, the Grunge Bible cover of Wood by Alice in Chains is it's a uh, looming in the distance. It right is now, looming. Chris. It's it's out there. I'm gonna have to start to start to warm up a little bit because. Uh, we are closing in on that 500,000. We are closing in on that 1,000 or 10,000, whatever it was. And, and I think if we ever top the charts uh, as a That's podcast. It. Top the charts. Which yeah. We, so yeah. who knows? You know, a nice, a nice push by the viewers. And, you know, Grunge Bible has to hop in the studio and hash out a cover of Wood by Alice in Chains. <laughs> so if, if that's motivating to you, then you know what to do. Awesome. Well, do you have do you have anything in you to do the song of the week, or should we just scratch it? <laughs> we haven't yeah, missed one the, uh, yet. It's the Lucky Charms theme song. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of some jingle I could use. I was thinking, yeah, probably yeah. probably the Rice Krispies, not Rice Krispies. The oh, dude, the Rice Krispies have three three little elves. Three. Right? That would get a little crazy. Then <laughs> we should have we should have just did that. You got three of them in there. I mean, that's, that's a lot crackle, to handle. And snap, crackle, pop. I think are the names you know, of those guys. Because, I mean, like three, three is too much. And I mean, that's a you know polygamous marriage. That's a no. You know, I was thinking between the three of them. You oh, have to kill. snap, crackle, or pop. Well, <laughs> then you get the that might have to be that. That question might have to be uh, might have to be dealt with at some point. But yeah, my my song of the week. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I've been listening to a lot of the Rolling Stones, and um, uh, one song in particular I've listened to quite a bit, and I really enjoy it. And I've been listening to covers of it and just alternate takes of it but uh that song and my song of the week would be can't you hear me knocking uh by the rolling stones and uh i just really love uh you know keith's open g on there and uh you know just it's just super hard edge and you know the choruses are great and it's just a really really cohesive song and uh been listening to it quite a bit so that that would be my song of the week awesome that's a good one really good stones uh pick for the week um, mine, I actually sent to you the other night, and it is by the Raccoon Tears. However you say that, the Ra- Raccoon Tears, right? I think so. And uh, yeah, always hard to say for some reason. But the song Jack is, White's other band. Yeah, the song is "Some Days" and in parentheses, "I don't feel like trying." And uh, I sent it to. It was it was a long day, and like I said, 
Uh, some days you just don't feel like trying, but the end of the end of the song has this nice build where they say, uh, I'm here right now, I'm not dead yet. And I think that's a great anthem. And sometimes you just need to say that, say that aloud and say it say it often that I'm here right now, I'm not dead yet, and that uh you know, we have uh we have a beautiful opportunity called uh today and uh, we gotta take advantage of that every time. So uh yeah, that's the song of the week for me. Just a little motivator helps you out, and yeah, it's exactly what we're gonna do for the rest of the week. It's gonna go and kill. Absolutely, it. I could not agree more. Well, Ethan, thank you for sharing that last hour with me, and to all of the listeners out there, thank you for also sharing in this time with us. And uh, I think if there's one thing, uh, any survivors of Grunge Bible podcast episode 32, I don't think any of us will ever look at uh, cereal boxes in the same manner <laughs> again after today. <laughs> Safe to say, yeah, that's safe to say. Awesome. Well, that just about does it. So we will catch up with everybody next week on episode 33. Ethan, thanks again. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks, Chris. It's been a blast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Rock and roll, everyone. Take care. I'm not doing this. Fuck it. <laughs> it doesn't do it for you. <laughs> you were thinking about it. I just it. have to get down close like this, but yeah. <clears throat> we're we're worried we're gonna worry about uh we'll worry about the aesthetic soon, not now. Yeah, soon. Yeah, this is the wall. I, I gotta I gotta fuck up this wall and switch some things <laughs> around and buy some shit, but for now I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm gonna get an iguana. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna get I wanna get like a mu- like a muskrat or something. I don't know. <laughs> Get a big aquarium for this <laughs> for this fucking podcast. I'm just gonna knock this wall out. This my bathroom's over here. I'm just gonna I'm gonna knock the wall out so on either side, whether I'm in the bathroom or here, you can see the aquarium. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. Need some sort right. of aquatic. You wanna you wanna bring us in, Chris? Yeah, I'll, I'll bring us in. I, I don't think I've brought us in, in a little bit. Um so I feel like I feel like I need to do that. Um today's the day. Let me see if we've got any more questions coming in. All right. Well, uh, this is recording. I'm going to start my watch now. And, um, you know. That was a moment. All right.